2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Russell WrestleNomics Radio. I'm Brandon Thurston, broadcasting live and on demand from Buffalo, New York, where today is Sunday, May the 1st, 2022, and I'm joined today by my co-host, the the one person who, it, it, it's, it's a complicated situation to get into, he, he loves Microsoft Edge, yet at the same time, he does not realize, he is not, in fact, using Microsoft Edge, oh no. He's using Google. Oh, no, no. He's using Mozilla Firefox uh, until today. We have forced him to make the big switch over the big transition over to Google Chrome because we have a Chris, Chris Gull. Welcome.
3: Uh, it's good to be here. I use edge at my workplace and I forget that I use Firefox here at home. He I would don't... really prefer to be using Netscape. I think. I, hey, Netscape Navigator—that was the first one I, I ever uh, I ever used. All right. Yes.
2: Um, we have for people watching on YouTube, it's a whole new world today. Uh, had some issues last week. Hopefully, we'll not have some issues this week. Uh, we finalized our negotiation with Streamyard. We came to terms. Uh, mainly it, that that means that we are now paying the subscription fee. Yes. Um, but hopefully this this is this will go well today. I like it so far, um, but anyway, uh, it is it is May and uh, it snowed this week. Then on the final week of April, winter ends in April, I think, in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, what's uh, what's going on with you, Chris? Call
3: well, much? Well, you know, it's it had it's been a beautiful weekend so far. A little chilly, but uh, finally it did was nice yesterday. Did the front lawn? You know, put out some new mulch, spruced up. Uh, the you know, I got the cherry trees. Hopefully, this is supposed to be the year they bring cherries. So we'll see really? If that, uh, yeah, this is, is this is this is a multi-year quest or what? Yeah. So cherry trees don't actually like when you plant them when they're like trees, they don't actually produce fruit until three to four years in. You,
2: you're a regular George Washington here.
3: <laughs> well, I told you about my edible landscape. I got cherry trees, I got strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries and blueberries all on my Sorry. front lawn. So I forgot standard you, I, bushes.
2: I forgot you, you. You really like your edibles. That's right. <laughs> well,
3: I mean. <laughs> Sunday morning, everybody. Anyway, um, but we got a fun yeah, fun show here. Uh, um, we're going to uh, discuss how really determine the TV rights value of AEWW programming to the networks. And we're going to get really uh, deep into details with that when it comes to ads and whatnot. But uh, we're going to kind of start off today with warner brothers discovery i believe they had a uh q1 earnings call and also there's been some shuffling of the deck when it comes to their programming especially their scripted programming and how that's going to affect aw being under the warner media discovery umbrella as a program yes doom and gloom it's
2: all it's all over for AEW, i think it's all over they might they might want to look into uh you know for, foreclosure plans or something like that no we'll we'll get into it um if people want to send in a super chat, Griscoll, how, how do they do such thing?
3: Yep. So we're just right into YouTube. You'll see the little dollar sign and you press that, uh, put your question or You can put whatever fit, starting at a dollar and we will answer them throughout the show.
2: Okay. I'm just getting used to this uh, this whole experience here. I'm, I'm seeing the number of people filing in here to the stream. There were people lined up around the block for this one today. Uh, There's a traffic jam, I think. They're hanging from the rafters,
3: but, um, yes. Where, where would you like to begin? So, yeah, we actually have some audio to start us off today here. Uh, we got Gunnar Wydenfalls, the chief financial officer, of Warner Bros Discovery. And we're also going to hear from David Zaslav, of course, the CEO of Warner Bros. I, I
2: love this picture. I love this picture of David Zaslav <laughs> for people listening in audio. He's like, he's outside. I believe this photo is from credit, credit to the New York post for this photo, um, He's, like, outside. I, I feel like the paparazzi must have been following him or something. He's wearing some shades. He's wearing, like, the, the kind of um, vest that that a a multimillionaire uh, media CEO would wear. And he's, like, pointing at you, like, yeah. I'm going to cut your program.
3: <laughs> he looks like a proud grandfather. Like, oh, yeah,
2: good jazz. <laughs> okay. so So earnings call Tuesday. This is the first earnings call while they're merged. Um, I believe the way the, the financing, the, the accounting works out is like it's it's part of quarter one, I think. But anyway, the, the merger is finalized between Discovery and More Warner and me- Media. And here is a, a montage of clips from Tuesday's earnings call. And finally, synergy. Here's David Zasloff. We have been working
4: hard for months and are now validating and executing against those 200-plus work streams. The attack is strategic, operational, structural, and financial. We will clearly take swift and decisive action on certain items, as you saw last week with CNN Plus, while others will take time to formulate appropriate action plans. Prior to that, I wanted to share some high-level priorities that we were digging into early on as well as some initial financial and operational observations since close. Number one, content. I'm working very closely with our creative and financial leadership teams to examine the totality of our $23 billion plus of annual content spend to analyze the ROI of each dollar spent. The goal of this exercise is not to identify ways to reduce what we spend on content, but to harmonize processes and analytics. We intend to drive for the highest level of financial discipline here to make sure that every dollar spent is purposeful and measured this will prove to be an enormous opportunity for cost energy capture across the globe, within each and every business line, given the significant overlap geographically and operationally. Just wanted to get some perspective. An analyst, Obviously, uh, you know, uh, you, you made some decisive decision on the CNN Plus, you know, shutting down. Are there a lot more opportunities across the Warner Brothers uh, businesses that can result in material saving of of costs going forward uh, that you've sort of seen? Uh, that you know uh, could could help the, the long term cash flow story. Uh, but I think the bigger uh, the bigger picture here is as as we've said, uh, you know, twenty twenty two is gonna be noisy, uh, and you've mentioned some of the factors that are gonna flow through. But if I take a step back here and just look at, you know, call it the the past fifteen months uh for, for Warner Media sort of as a, as a carve out group. You know, we're looking at more than $40 billion of uh, revenue and really, you know, virtually no free cash flow and right or wrong management has made a decision to invest a lot of, you know, the incoming uh, uh, funds into a number of uh, investment initiatives. And as I'm looking under the hood here, again, CNN plus is just one example and I don't, don't want to go through sort of a list of specific examples, but there's a lot of, you know, chunky investments. That are that are lacking what I would uh, view as a solid, you know, analytical financial uh, foundation uh, and and meeting the uh, the ROI hurdles that I would like to see for, uh, for for major investments. And so we're 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 this is an opportunity. We're we're going to be able to uh, you know continue the initiatives uh, that make a lot of sense and reallocate uh, some. Okay,
2: so this is an opportunity. Big opportunity. It's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity. Uh so a lot of that, again, was from the CFO for Warner Brothers Discovery. That is, that is the merged entity that we, we should be using from now on. Warner Bros. Discovery, the CFO Gunnar Weidenfields. The first comment that we heard was from David Zasloff, the CEO himself. Um, a lot of um, interesting comments there. Some chunky investments. Do you have any chunky investments that you're, uh, you're working on, Griscolo? Is your cherry tree a, a chunky investment? Um, some some concern. Let's see, what does he say here as we have it on the screen? Um, I a lot of chunky investments that are lacking what I would view as a solid analytical financial foundation and meeting the ROI hurdles. What does ROI stand for?
3: Return on investment.
2: Yeah. And he's referring my my you know, he's because we, we we have this quote on the screen here. If we take a step back here and just look at it called the last 15 months of War Media, so it, it sounds like he's referring particularly He's the discovery guy, right? Mm
1: -hmm. The
2: discovery has, has, has won the leadership struggle here. just because Zasloff is the CEO. He's the discovery CEO originally. Um, And they're talking about Warner media in particular, CNN plus, which they allude to, which we talked about, we talked about last week, CNN plus the streaming service that's been cut. That was a Warner media project, right? That they decided to go forward with regardless of, of maybe concern from the discovery side. Um, So it sounds like he's talking about some decisions that Warner Media has made, some projects that Warner Media is is, is doing, working on that maybe aren't aren't a good investment, aren't uh, good projects that don't make a lot of sense financially, uh, such as CNN Plus. What else might he be talking about? They're really talking about AEW, aren't they? They're talking about AEW, right? Right?
3: No, I, I what I think he's talking about is really, and we'll kind of get into a little bit is. A lot of their scripted programming so just to give a kind of a background to you know the the people uh, listening out there discovery you know before the merger i i don't have an exact percentage but it's mostly non-scripted television it's a lot of hey you know let's fix your house this is it's cooking G-G-G-E. show food yeah network. food network um true crime shows you know uh in the documentary style but not a lot of sitcoms and dramas and and you know and and, uh shows that of that sort where that's where tbs and tnt thrive tnt we know drama and uh i I mean like they really we're about to get into it but
2: they really don't have a ton but um why don't we why don't you tell us about this variety article that came out later that morning on tuesday um talking about the future of scripted programming for i've learned a new term the t nets the T nets. Do you know what the T nets are?
3: Can you guess? Yes. Uh, guess. guess. T- the look, look 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 at the slide. Uh, oh, TBS, TNT, and True TV. The T nets. Yes. Okay. Right. Who's in charge of the T nets? Brett White.
2: Yes. Brett Whites is uh Brett Whites is the supervisor of what's his name? Sam Linsky, who is involved, uh, who oversees, yes, I believe that's what his bio says. He oversees the relationship with AEW. So uh Presumably, Brett, Brett White's has a lot to say about whether or not, a what, whether AW is going to do this or that on their networks and, and may, maybe about those negotiations we're going to talk about in quite a bit of depth today.
3: Um, so what what, what is Variety article? Called? Yeah, so again, Dad. so uh, for the variety, variety article, which was uh, on Tuesday just after the earnings call. TNT and TBS are... Are pausing the scripted game under a new parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery, under CEO David Zaslov, has promised we'll find $3 billion in cost savings across the new company in the post merger era. Variety learned exclusively. The Warner Media run cable channels is no longer developing new scripted content. Three sources close to it, uh, close to the matter tell Variety, according to one insider, Warner Brothers Discovery leadership is currently evaluating the strategy for all of the so-called t-nets including true tv which are run by brett whites and we'll have a better idea of what of the role each will play within the new regime moving forward it's unclear what will happen at tbs and tnt's current slate of scripted programming but for the moment it apparently is status quo for the returning series like snowpiercer
2: yes so one foreseeable concern uh, that one might have is that um, is aew going to be considered live sports? Presumably if you're live sports you're more valuable than if you're scripted entertainment, not to mention this the sort of revelation that scripted programming is going to get cut. If aew is scripted programming because it's fake wrestling rather than live sports, maybe aew is vulnerable maybe. Uh, so I figured why don't we let's take that for granted. let's let's take for granted that aew would be considered, Not live sports, but uh, scripted programming. And where does AEW land in the universe of? I didn't, I didn't look into True TV, which is a lower profile network compared to TBS and TNT, but I did, I did grab all the Showbiz Daily, uh, everything that Showbiz Daily has since 2019, since actually October 2019, which is when Dynamite debuted, grabbed all that information and uh, said, where does Dynamite land in? the world of the the scripted programming, I excluded all the sports, right? NBA would dominate this if we we included the sports. Where does AEW programming land in the universe of, of the TNT and TBS scripted originals? Or at least things that showed up on the showbiz daily list, which are some movies, movie marathons and so forth, which are not original programming. But nonetheless, what we end up seeing here is since AEW has been on TNT or TBS since fall of 2019, Uh, in terms of the number of programs, it's pretty high up there. Uh, I, I grouped all these movies together. I left Christmas story, uh, apart from those just because of the, I don't know, Christmas story seems pretty popular when they run it on Christmas. Um, but it dynamite has had, you know, I, I sorted this by 2021 and dynamite's got, of course, 52 episodes because they air weekly rampage had 21 episodes because it started in August. So among all of these programs, uh, besides is is Conan all done.
3: Yeah, Conan's done.
2: Yeah, so if Conan's done, then AEW is among. I mean, it is the most. If it's a scripted program, it's it's on. It's got more episodes than anything else. What does that mean? Not much. But uh, if we look look at that, you know, all different programs are different durations. We know AEW Dynamite is two hours, Rampage is one hour, and uh, if you add Rampage and 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 Dynamite up, that's over uh, seven thousand minutes of of content which is more than any scripted program for sure uh, so a lot of volume of content uh now how does it do in terms of a rating compared to everything else let's look at the, the 1849 rating it averaged in 2021 dynamite averaged a 0.34 in the demo rampage average of 0.25 in the demo certainly lower uh for rampage in 2022 but that's uh, averaging better than anything except for a christmas story and this one uh sneak peek edition of the cube in other words, it, it ranks pretty highly among scripted programming, if we're including it in that category, uh, its rating that drives the ad rates. Even in uh, total viewership, not as highly, but you know, it's, in the, it's in the top, what is the seven or so, which includes, does not quite as high, basically tied with Animal Kingdom, Snowpiercer. Have you ever watched any of these shows? I, I have not, no. Okay, me neither. That's fine. Uh, so watch time, though. I want to think about, not not you know it's not just important that yeah you do a good rating and you could be doing a good rating for 10 minutes for all we know i want to know how much how much time uh how much watch time are you are you supplying the network with more watch time that's highly rated the more valuable theoretically you are to your network if all other things are equal which of course they are not but if they were um and dynamite provided the most watch time of anything except for this grouping of movies. And if we added in the Rampage, it would exceed the movies with over 2 billion hours of demo watch time. Um, so there's that. Uh, in, in terms of total viewership watch time, uh, it's number two as well, it's behind the movies. So we got a bigger bigger non-demo audience watching the movies. Uh, and and then I wanted to break this down in terms of, of, of efficiency. So I call this, this brand in metric. T eighteen to forty nine watch time per hour of content. Uh, you, you're advantaged in terms of providing volume of watch time if you've just got a lot of hours on the network, right? So I, I'm trying to ask who's making the most of that time. And and number one is AW Dynamite by far uh, in twenty twenty one. If you add Rampage into that, it's even it's even more of a lead over everything. Including movies and including this friends marathon, including a Christmas story. So there's that. Uh, That is also the case for P2 plus watch time per hour of content. Uh, So there's that. So I don't know. Suffice to say what Uh, Dynamite does pretty well among scripted programming. It's kind of the most value I would say this this would lead me to believe if ad rates were equal which of course they are not that Dynamite is uh, the most valuable series that the T nets the TNT and TBS have unless there's some some hit on true TV that I'm not aware of
3: um, practical jokers maybe perhaps yeah
2: um, okay so there's that um and then uh, I know there's there's some some concern about what Battle of the Belts has become and is.
3: All right, so uh, Dave posted this on the board. Dave who? Dave, who? Dave Melter. Oh. Dave Melter, yes. The, the Dave. Uh, you have to read between the lines on Battle of the Belts and what it was supposed to be and what it is. It was a public sign of a decision where it showed that side, the network, was winning the argument at the time. It also has nothing to do with ratings whatsoever, but of people who weren't hot on wrestling because it's wrestling.
2: Yes. Uh in in, in uh, translate that in, into fr- from Dave to English for us. Could you do that?
3: So, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that you know the battle of the belts, like it being a thing, was something that the network kind of made AW
5: do. It seems like
3: so that battle of the belts, um. Was
2: basically something given to AW from from Turner Warner Media, whatever we should call it, as in exchange for the the inconvenience of moving from moving Dynamite from TNT to TBS at the beginning of this year. That 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 timing coincides, right? Because we've had one in January, one Battle of Els Special in January, another one in August, as we can see the date on the screen, April sixteenth. But I I did talk to Dave a little bit about this to, you know, get an idea of what he was thinking. Um, Because he's been very cautious lately about um, the the idea of what AEW is going to be valued at in its next TV round, which is what I'm going to really get into uh, in a little bit. Um, So the the Battle of the Belts was, uh, according to Dave, was originally supposed to be longer is what I'm I'm getting here, right? Supposed to be maybe like a two to three hour special. Like a clash of the champions, almost like a pay per view that would be on yeah. TV. And it's ended up being how long? What are the, how long are these specials? Is
3: there, they're an hour, aren't
2: they? They are one hour. And, um, and yes, every match is a title match, but in many ways it just kind of feels like an extra hour of rampage on a, on a following day. So there, there are many cases where the network, um, has turned down ideas that AEW has pitched. Um, and the network, has also I'm told gone out of its way to help, uh, AEW. But, uh, yeah, like I said, the, the battle of the belts was basically a gift for the inconvenience of switching their networks because Warner decided that they wanted to put the NHL on Wednesday night, uh, instead of dynamite. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if battle of the belts being an hour, uh, was disappointing for AEW or for Tony Khan. Um, s- and maybe it was supposed to be, maybe at one point, you know, Tony expected it to be two to three hours, was disappointed when the final decision was made that it was going to only going to be one hour. Um, so there's that. Um, I think AEW would also like to be on streaming, on a streaming platform of some sort, like HBO Max. Uh, that's not happened yet, though. And uh, I think AEW is going to end up doing its own streaming service, a fast service. What's fast stand for?
3: Uh, free ad streaming television. Red
2: Supported, sorry. Yes. So, but Warner Media has also not sort of helped AEW get onto a streaming service. Uh, Is that a story? Is that, should that be added to this negative story? Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, as we discussed, there's another concern that uh, Warner Discovery will view AEW as sports or entertainment. Uh, We'll see what happens in the upfront. If we can get any details out of the upfront, that's coming up uh, in a couple weeks here. And if that, gives us any clues as to how aw is positioned if it's positioned as scripted enter- entertainments whether it's scripted whether it's positioned as live sports um you do notice though if we're getting way into the weeds of Showbiz daily Showbiz daily pu- publishes this listing of weekly sports tv ratings and it until AEW existed um I don't think that, and until uh, WWE moved SmackDown to Fox, I don't think that it ever included any wrestling on it. Um, But now, let's say in 2021, it started to include two wrestling programs, uh, SmackDown on Fox and Dynamite on TNT. Since the new year, it is now only including SmackDown for whatever reason. Now, these listings from showbiz daily i mean i have no idea what the method is that determines why showbiz daily includes some things includes some wrestling programs uh in its sports tv ratings listing and not others it is never listed raw which perseveres to be valuable regardless it is never included NXT, in which i don't think is very valuable regardless it's never included rampage um we know that smackdown is over s- Sought overseen by by Fox Sports, so maybe that's part of what's happening there. We know that NBC Universal, uh, the the sports division, if they have one, is not overseeing. Um, they have a sports division, probably right. They're they're not being overseen by by sports labeled people. Raw. Uh, they're being overseen by I don't know NBC Universal Entertainment or something. It's it's it's, it's being looked at as entertainment. Uh, nonetheless, though, it's it's live and raw is generating $4 million per episode. Um, so, so that's still happening. Um, and the key for whether or not you're a valuable property in my view is whether or not you're live, whether or not your ratings are highly ranked raw continues to be highly ranked dynamite on Wednesday to a lesser extent continues to be highly ranked. Um, so that, that continues to happen. So, um, I know people are listening to what Dave is saying, um, and are concerned about whether or not AEW is going to be able to attract strong TV rights fees because look at, and, and we've got, uh, we've got WCW in the rear view mirror here and, uh, AOL Time Warner in the rear view mirror. And we know that executives can make major decisions and affect the pro wrestling industry in a big way. And we just listened to the most powerful two executives in that picture, probably. And it does sound grave for scripted programming on the T-Nets. Um, but I think in, in, and I just tried to lay out the data, even if AW is considered scripted programming, it's the most valuable scripted program that they got. Um, I think they're still going to be positioned as live sports in the upfronts. All this is maybe is just secondary to the fact, though, that Dynamite continues to be highly ranked in the demo. It's live. It's somewhat DVR proof, not as much as. The NBA is, I'm sure. Uh, wrestling straddles the space between sports and scripted entertainment. That is, people will watch it on DVR to a greater extent than than they will sports. Um, but they do try to watch it live more so than they do scripted programming. Uh, so there's that.
3: Um. Cool yeah maybe there's some you can go on a little bit for forward here but uh kind of a question comment here so the narrative obviously has changed as a few years gone on with the large tv rights deal that WWE has gotten but we always heard that old analogy and you would hear it from from people like that that pro wrestling is cheap television for networks it's you know it's cheaper television than what they normally would do and And with a $45 million a year deal right now where AEW currently has, I would imagine that's probably cheaper than really almost any of those scripted programming that was on TBS and TNT. Yeah, absolutely. Now those scripted programs can be rerun. Uh, You don't
2: really rerun AEW, but in terms of the, the amount of new first run content that you get, if you're talking about a scripted program, you probably get like 22, 23 episodes in a year. Uh, and then they're probably about one hour. Now, what they cost to to produce, if the network is is footing the bill for the production, could be it will vary widely depending on what the 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 program is. But let's say I don't know, five million dollars is is probably kind of a median, I would guess. Five million dollars. I'm gonna have to break out the calculator, and we don't we don't have this the screen shared here, but but we'll we'll do it. Five million dollars times let's say twenty two episodes, let's say twenty three episodes. Uh, $115 million a year for, let's say, a typical scripted program for a year. And you only get 23 episodes out of it. And what does Warner Media pay? Or I guess we should say Warner Brothers Discovery pay per year on an average annual basis for AEW Dynamite and Rampage. Yes, both of them. Yes, including, including Battle of the Belts. I don't believe they're paying much more than, more than $44 million a year, which Come, where does that number come from? It comes from, among other things, Tony Khan tweeting $175 million across five, four years. Um, so that's less than half the cost. AW is giving them three hours weekly for $44 million a year. Again, compare that. That that comes out to, I believe, $800,000 a week, something like that. You know, Compare that to a scripted program, which would produce about a half year worth of content, less than a half a year of, of content uh, for know, multiple times more than that, over $100 billion in a year. Wrestling is cheap content. Uh, maybe the ad rates aren't great, might not be. Uh, but wrestling is pretty cheap content. And big unknown to me is what, what they can drive in terms of covenants in their carriage carriage agreements with cable and satellite distributors. Um, but it, it- yes, it, it continues to be cheap programming and efficient program in terms of the eyeballs that
3: it aggregates. All right. Um, So with that, we want to move on to some WWE programming news. Yes. Um, So WWE revealed the name of its first major stadium event to be held in the United Kingdom uh, in more than 30 years is WWE clash at the castle. Emanating from the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales, on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Tickets for WB Clash at the Castle will go on sale Friday, May 20th. Andrew Ziering reported Wednesday that WB is expected to expand its number of stadium events even further in 2023. Zarian wrote on Twitter that for WWE the goal is to make this the new norm and that it's a Nick Khan approach to the promotion's premium live events. He added that once the live attendance exceeds 15,000 it becomes beneficial for running the stadium even if they are only putting in 35,000 or less rather than selling out the stadium which is going to be dependent on various rates from different stadiums across the country and internationally and that summary comes from of course our partners at Post Wrestling. Yeah. So th- that sounds to me
2: like a stadium for every premium live event, maybe. And that would, I know they, they have the entire calendar set for the year, but maybe next year, 2022, at least more, according to Sanders, area and what he's hearing, more stadium
3: events to come. And I'm not surprised, uh, you know, especially it is a very Nikon approach. It's that sports feel, right? Where are sports games in? Stadiums. Big time sports games. Big time sports games are in stadiums.
2: And NBA games are in NBA arenas. Yeah.
3: Okay. But NFL. I mean <laughs> NFL's NFL's the most popular sport. EPL yeah. is probably the most popular uh, league nationally. Yeah. Okay. So um and those are in stadiums. Uh uh this logo though, can we talk about this? I I think I told you off air this reminds me of like a WCW. 1994 event like clash at the castle bunkhouse buck in the main event <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's that Of
2: uh, i i stopped watching nickelodeon like when i was i don't know a preteen or something but uh, the Thornberry, the wild thornberries or something like that or it even kind of like gives me rugrats vibes
3: in terms of the artwork here hey ah uh, real monsters like yes <laughs> that's yes that's yeah. what I'm. yeah that yeah. that
2: artwork yeah yeah for sure um but no, the, the t- tickets go on sale on May 20th. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I know. Um, and Alex McCarthy has tweeted that there were, you know, something like 50 or, t- or 60,000 pre sale uh, registrations or something like that. So this could sell out immediately. We'll see. Um, Russell Ticks, I'm sure, will we'll be watching closely. We'll see if. Um, when when do, when do the, the New Japan Forbidden Door uh, AEW New Japan? Show tickets go on
3: sale for the United Center. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that Please. has to be soon because mm-hmm. that event's what in end of June, correct? Yes, yes, so it has to be soon. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I'm this will probably be do well, very successful. Uh, you know, um, I mean, wrestling in the UK is to my knowledge still very popular. Uh, even after the pandemic and i think this would be very successful and the stadiums i'm i think there he's really international approach like because you have your big four big five that you could do in stadiums here uh but then maybe just do these specials that you know these premium live event specials all across and that way too they could be like look we're not only giving saudi arabia a stadium show but we're going to the uk and we're going to australia well, they might even do one in india who knows they, they, they've they done live events in India
2: um, around the Jinder Mahal. That was the last time they were in India for the Jinder Mahal, right after the Jinder Mahal title reign ended. I think they in part cut that title reign short because the advances on the, the events that they scheduled in India were not good because then they had to cancel one of them. Um, So I don't, I don't know that India at least this point or at least last time, so that was 2017. So maybe things have changed since then, but I don't know that India is a strong live event market for them. Certainly it's a strong TV market for them. Um, is this, is this, are these going to be events that need a stadium or are these going to be events that, uh, you know, stadium events that need a a card? What did somebody say? Is this a stadium show that needs a card or a card that needs a stadium show? Um, is this going to water down for one thing, maybe the WrestleMania brand as, the the event that's always a stadium and kind of a, a special spectacle because I mean now oh, it's two days even you know it's all it's all sort of in line with WWE's willingness to churn out more content I th- I think of um, the comment that that Nick Khan made to Ariel Hawani when Ariel was asking about the three hour RAW is that too much or like what you know what do you think of that I wish it was eight hours was his his response you remember that uh,
3: I think so yeah yeah I do yeah
2: so um maybe the events are are more attractive to business partners this way and maybe it's more attractive to sponsorships this way because you're in a big stadium it, it feels like a grander thing. Um I don't know. WrestleMania, 3 hours, 3 hour Raw, 2 2 hour WrestleMania and so far financially this works out for them. Um WrestleMania makes more money at the live gate because it's two, it's two days. Uh sells more merchandise because it's two days. Raw generates more in terms of TV rights revenue because it's two days. Um Assuming that running these events in a stadium doesn't increase the production cost, increase the production costs in excess of the extra revenue that, that they're bringing in in terms of tickets and merchandise and whatever else they're they're able to just, to justify here, that it will probably continue to work out for them at least in the short and medium term. Um, I question whether things like this, including three hour RAW, including two two hour WrestleMania, including Making everything a big event, and maybe, maybe running some of these events in, in stadiums that aren't nearly full. If that erodes some of the specialness of these events and erodes some of the the passion that your fans might otherwise have uh, for your product.
3: But anyway, uh, moving on. All right. So, Movana, you kind of preluded it to a little earlier with the up coming up for Warner Media which will kind of, I mean, I don't know how much programming they're really going to feature in these upfronts. What's an upfront? It's new. Program. So an upfront is basically like, Hey, look, this is what we got coming on in the fall season. You know, these are these programs and all that. And here's some sneak peeks and that kind of, that's for advertisers to want to be attached to these programs. Yes.
2: Um, so what, why don't you tell us what was in ad week this week about the, uh, the upfront.
3: Uh, yeah. Here. So, uh, this is from uh, Jason Lynch. So, Warner Brothers uh, Discovery will hold its combined upfront on Wednesday morning, May 18th, at the Madison Square Gardens Hulu Theater. According to the company, the presentation will showcase Warner Brothers Discovery's differentiated and complete portfolio of content, brands, franchises, and talents to the clients, agency partners, investors, sell side analysis, and press. Marketeers have several questions about Warner Brothers Discovery as it officially opens for business and how the two sales teams will be integrated. Selling the NBA is much different than selling Discovery ID, said David Caponelli, chief investment officer of Horizon Media. So putting those things together will probably take some time. As for the up for negotiations themselves, marketeers have told the team that it will be full steam ahead as single ad sales entity, uh, said Caponelli. Uh, everyone's been as honest as they can be, saying we're going to figure it out. We're going to try to make this upfront as smooth as possible, said Carrie Drinkwater, the chief investment officer at of Media Hub. They have made it clear that there will be no, or there will be not any disruptions. or I do believe this upfront will be as business as usual, but there is no usual business anymore. So I'm not concerned right now. Uh, and that NBC Universal's upfront, just for a side note, is May 16th at Radio City Music Hall. Yes. So Discovery
2: and Warner are merging their upfronts. Uh, again, that's happening on what day? That's happening on May 18th. <clears throat> Oftentimes, there'll, there'll be announcements coming out of these upfronts that are relevant to wrestling. Um, Dynamite was announced to be a show that's happening on TNT in the, t- the 2019 upfront. Uh, Maybe the, the rampage news was, was was broken last year. I don't remember at an upfront. But uh there's that. We'll uh maybe we'll get some, some news coming out of that. Uh maybe I maybe I can ask some sell side analysts if they attend and if they if they have any takeaways from how AEW was presented. Um so there's that.
0: All right.
3: And uh, we will uh, move on here until what were you, what were you calling it? The main event to me off air, the nitty yeah. gritty, the the big part I would never, of use, a show. I would never
2: use a term like nitty
3: gritty. No, no. Well, I, I like nitty gritty uh, <laughs> uh yes, yeah, so determining what the actual TV rights are for WWE and AEW in uh, a lot of factors, which Brandon, I'll I'll let you dig right in here. Well, what do you think is, is AEW? so
2: what, let's, let's talk about the timeline here, um, which I've got on my mug here. And I think you do too. Nice. Um, <clears throat> W when we're talking about W and AW here too, cause we're not, I, I know Golo wanted me to only talk about AW, but I said, no, we have to talk about W too. And he's like, I hate WWE. And I was like, no, stop it. Um, but anyway, timeline here is, uh, raw and SmackDown. Their timing is, is aligned. Thank you, Nick Khan. Ron Smathon expires September 2024. That's when their deals expire. And AEW, uh four-year term would expire December 2023, but there's a one year option added on to that. I'm going to show the mug, which you can get at store.postwrestling.com. I don't know if it's actually readable. Um, in fact, I would I have to like um just like put my there we go. Oh, it's real blurry. Um, yeah, it's not gonna work. Anyway, anyway. Um, so that's that's Late 2024, I would say. I expect Warner Brothers Discovery to use the option and extend AEW. They might not, but I think they will uh, because of how valuable that show is. Yeah, NBA is more valuable for sure, probably by multiples. Uh, but what's their number two show on the T-Nuts? NBA is number one as in terms of a property. Let's, let's use that word. AEW is probably number two. Uh well this is the NHL they can probably justify pretty good ad rates and maybe even carriage fees for the NHL so maybe maybe NHL is number two maybe AW is number three T- still, TBS still has baseball though right too you're right TBS has baseball thank you for pointing this out before
3: people yell at me <laughs> is there anything else there um I don't think they air college sports unless they do the tournament uh, but, yeah
2: you're right they they do have March Madness so that's definitely up there, at least for a, a, a short span of time. Um, but I think it's pretty valuable is what i I guess what I'm trying yeah. to get at before I say it's more valuable than, than other things. Um, so what's, what's, what do you, what do you, what's your impression? Is AEW going to get an upgrade in TV rights fees? Is WWE
3: going to get an upright upgrade in TV rights fees? I think both will. I mean, just look at the market of live TV sports rights, uh, networks are clamoring to get those those rights and they're paying more than probably what they're even worth. Um unless you're the MLS, <laughs> then you're, you're 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 having a tough time. You're still getting an increase, but you're having a tough time. Yeah. There's some uncertainty
2: thrown thrown into the water here because oh, what's happening with with streaming and and Netflix is no longer a growth company. I'm saying that against my book here. <laughs> Netflix appears to not be a growth company anymore. Appears to be a value company, as MJ from NJ has taught me. Um, so we know kind of where the growth, the the the, the growth that ends where, who we, we knows where it ends. We 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 know now. It it there's still maybe incremental growth to to extract here, but Netflix subscribers stopped growing sequentially. Uh, so maybe that makes streaming less of a player here. I don't know. We'll get into it. But main point to start with here is uh, AEW. When you just compare it to WWE, assuming that's a, a valid comparison, when you just compare it to WWE in terms of the watch time that it's delivering, the hours of eyeballs looking at the linear content, what does AEW provide in terms of total viewership? And if you put them both in a donut, WWE and AEW, okay, I'm talking about Raw Smack. I'm not including NXT because NXT is too low, too ranked, too lowly ranked. I think to be included in this—that's my opinion. Raw and SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage—put them in the same donut. How much of that donut, in terms of watch time, does WB account for? Eighty-one percent—that's a lot. Eighty-one percent—that's that's more than majority, right? Uh, Dynamite providing about nineteen percent of that donut. That's in total viewership. Not sure—not totally sure what to what to value more, whether total viewership or the demo. If you're if you're of the, of the demo religion, well. Dynamite and Rampage are providing about a quarter of that donut. Braun SmackDown providing about three quarters of that donut. So W dominates. W rules, rules the world. Don't worry. Everyone's acknowledging Roman. Settle down. But when in terms of the money that these two companies are getting from their live TV rights, AEW is only getting 9% of that donut. Again, 19% of the watch time, 26% of the demo watch time only nine percent of the money those bare facts would would lead me to think that i mean what's 27 divided by nine if i if i go back to my elementary math i think that's three three times maybe is gonna get their tv rights multiplied by three times but well there's more 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 to this story though so there's at least i would say six factors um Four, five of these factors go, go one way. One of these factors goes the other way um, that will determine all these factors that will determine the value of W and AEW's sports rights fees. This would be uh, be valid for, for sports in general. I think number one is the bidders. You're a, you're a homeowner, Chris Cole. Yeah, I am. Huh? How, how many, how many people were, were bidding on, on the house that you, you now own?
3: This we got lucky. It was just us, but the house before that we lost out on. There was like I think they told us like fifteen twenty bidders. Fifteen twenty bidders. Yes, it was probably half of that because you know they're real estate agents are just like car salesmen, so but uh, they're always gonna overdo it. But uh but yeah, I mean it's a bidding market. But yeah, I mean this house we got lucky. But yeah, that we lost out in multiple houses and.
2: If, if for so so this house you were the, the sole bidder, yeah. If there were
3: one other bidder, what would that do to the, the the price of the house? I definitely would have paid more for what I did, and I actually gave them ten grand under the asking price. I would never have been able to do that with another bidder. If there were ten, twenty bidders, what would that do to the asking price? I'm probably paying probably 1.5% like, you know, time and in half of the value of the house <laughs> or what yeah. they're asking. Yeah. So it's, it's basically supply and demand,
2: here, right? This is sort of by definition, if there's more people interested in your product, whether it's a house or whether it's AWS TV rights fees, you're going to be able to, as a homeowner, as an owner of content, you're going to be able to justify a, a higher price for that product than you would otherwise. So regardless of even all these other factors, I think that's the strongest influence. Um, but the other factors are your your ratings. How big is your audience on a kind of semi-logarithmic scale? What the hell does that mean? Basically, I, 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 that means that the more highly ranked you are, the more valuable your content is because you are providing a larger audience than other other products can. And we live increasingly in this linear TV world where, the more highly ranked you are, the more distant you are from your competing programs. Um, we don't have a slide for it, but it, it, it basically looks like a reverse exponential line where it goes, it's, it's really high at the top and it curves way down to the bottom. So NXT is really similar to a lot of programs in terms of the, the demo audience, in terms of the total audience that it draws. NFL basically stands alone at the top of this line uh bit below that is a bunch of nba programming um bit below that is some mlb programming um college football march madness these properties do really well they rank really highly what we're seeing right now is the nba playoffs dominate tv even about you know these these nba playoff games where i think we're still only in the first round doing better than anything on broadcast even though they're only on cable they're on espn or or tnt um so the more highly ranked you are, it's really hard. It's, it's, it's not like the number one show does a, does a 1.1, the number two show does a 1.0. No, these, these shows are vastly ahead of, of things that are below them. So being highly ranked, even if you're raw on Monday, even if you're dynamite ranking, let's say number three on Wednesday, that's still pretty special and you're still providing a volume of audience that very few other programs can. Um when i when I do the weekly tables that I've been tweeting, you do see raw Smackdown, dynamite in the top one fifty or so of all programs on cable or broadcast uh, for for the given week. Uh, so anyway, ratings and your rank among programming generally matters a lot. Ad rates, how much do your ads get purchased for? Um, and then volume. We were sort of touching on that earlier in terms of comparing a scripted program that only has one hour, only has say 23 one hour episodes per year compared to wrestling raw that has three, or I'm sorry, 52 three hour episodes a year. Uh, AEW producing three hours, uh, per, per week also. Uh, so the volume, how much content are you getting? And then your synergy, how effectively does your content drive viewership to, to other places, whether that's Ms and Mrs, whether that's the go big show, whether that's roads to the top or as some call it roads to Stanford, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, the Steve Austin, whatever that show was called and so forth. So all of that matters. And then your reach matters in the opposite way. What do I mean by that? The smaller your networks reach is the more I think, The wrestling content provider is justified in asking you for more money. If you're going to put me on a streaming platform, I want more money because I'm going to have less reach and part of what you're providing to me as a a wrestling content uh, provider is an audience. That's really important for me and my other businesses, including the ticketing business, including the merchandising business, including the pay-per-view business, if I'm AEW, I need a really high reach platform. Ideally, I want to reach the entire population. We know given the nature of media today that. It's it's hard to reach the entire population, but linear TV is still the, the way to cast the widest net. 80 million homes. There's no streaming platform in the United States that's got 80 million homes. Cable still has 80 million homes, at least the big networks on cable do. So if you're gonna put me on streaming and I'm gonna be in like 30 million homes, maybe, then I need to be paid more because I'm not getting the value of being in more homes. So that's something to keep in mind, um, so let's proceed. Um, in terms of, um, WB and it's bitters, um, do we, do we want to like, just jump ahead here? I don't know. In terms of it's, it's bitters. Obviously we know NBC universal is going to be interested. Fox is probably going to at least make a bid. Uh, and then possibly, I think we have Disney. We have, uh, Paramount, maybe Amazon, Nick Khan is hyping. I think less likely, less likely is Netflix and, um, and Apple, um, I think we'd skip skip past this. I kind of just said all this stuff. So just to set the table here, the average annual value of wrestling and of some competing, maybe comparable sports properties, this is US value here only, because that's what we're talking about today. Premier League just got an upgrade, $450 million a year. They're the leader of of this group that we're going to look at right now. $450 million average annual value for the Premier League its deal with NBC Universal, four hundred million dollars for the NHL on ESPN, mostly on ESPN Plus. Raw is worth two hundred and sixty-three million dollars, which we say often here. Hopefully, everybody at home has that memorized now. Uh, NHL on Warner Media on TNT that's worth two hundred twenty-five million dollars. That's what what people call the B package of the NHL games. So not as high profile as the A package that Disney slash ESPN has. SmackDown on Fox is two hundred and five million dollars. Two hundred and five, and then there's there's AEW with just forty four million dollars. Uh, for yes, that's that's for everything people ask me. This, but didn't they get a, didn't they get an upgrade? For? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think they got more money for going to TBS. But but what about Battle? No, I don't think they got more money for Battle of the Belts. I think Battle of the Belts itself was a value that they were giving. Um, what about about Rampage though? They they didn't have Rampage at first, aren't they getting paid more for Rampage? No, I don't think I don't think they are. I think that was the original agreement in January, 2020, that they were going to provide a third program. So there's that. So what bidders are we, are we looking at here? Uh, NBC, Universal, Fox, obviously maybe Disney, maybe ESPN. I know there's interest from ESPN um, for the, the peacock rights that, um, that, that uh, peacock ended up getting right. Would ESPN put wrestling on their networks though? I, ESPN I,
3: too. I think ESPN Two for sure. Does does ESPN want
2: fake wrestling on on their legit sports networks though?
3: I mean, ESPN2, they'll have cornhole tournaments and lumberjack competitions and stuff like that. Like I I feel like ESPN2 they wouldn't mind putting it on there. I don't think it would okay. ever have the ESPN featured spot cuz on that spot you're going to have NBA coverage, NHL coverage. You're going to be like preempted that. a lot if, if yes. you're going to get that in. Um, but ESPN2 I wouldn't be surprised. I ESPN remember two's,
2: ESPN2 two's in a lot of homes. and it, yes. and um I mean, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure almost every home that has ESPN has ESPN2. Now, ESPN2 is a lower-profile network, obviously, than ESPN flagship network. But I, f- it's it's better than not being on TV at all. Um, but I, but it's it's better to be, in my opinion, on TNT or CBS or the USA network, and certainly it's better to be on Fox.
3: You also uh, are part of the ESPN Plus streaming package, too, in the aspect of, like... So if you're on ESPN two, you're also accessible on ESPN plus. But they also have a lot of stuff that's just exclusive, the ESPN plus. It's usually a lot of the college sports games across. I mean, they literally cover almost everything now okay. in the college game.
2: Um, could you see wrestling on Amazon Prime Video?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, didn't they have like that. Oh, it was like it was a Lucha Underground style show, but it was like. It was like these people had to, like, wrestle up the rankings or whatever. It was like one season. I'll find out what that was okay. called. Okay. That was on Amazon.
2: The, the problem with all with, with being on streaming, though, and UFC is doing it, so maybe you know, maybe it's working out for UFC, um, is that the reach is, is greatly diminished, right? And I think that's why we see, in part why we see, it is the A package, not the B package. In part why we see the NHL getting $400 million, because most of those games are on ESPN Plus with lower reach. So I think it, the NHL is able to justify a higher price tag because you're going to take some of the value away from us by not putting us on a high-reach platform. You're going to put us on a lower-reach platform. It's an important platform, yes, but it's a lower-reach platform in ESPN Plus rather than ESPN Flash Network, for instance. Um, Apple TV, I don't see getting in, involved in wrestling. The Apple TV brand is too pristine, is too special, too protected, To certainly at this stage of their involvement in sports rights. Now, granted, this this wouldn't be until like 2020 for 2025 but um yes they're doing baseball have you watched any of these baseball games on on apple tv
3: i have not yet apple tv is one thing i do not have and i think i i I need to get it for baseball really you gotta find somebody
2: to share their password with you
3: yeah that's what i do that's really neat (laughs) but if they uh if they get the sunday ticket i'm just gonna do it oh yeah
2: you're 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 an android man you're a uh you're a roku man yep you're you're a for your fox man,
3: <laughs> but anyway, I, I like
2: Edge shoe, Chrome man. Um, so I'd, I if Apple had a lot of other sports properties, maybe then they would, maybe then they would make <clears throat> the step into wrestling. But I still, I don't, I don't know if Apple, I don't know if that that fits their brand. Uh, and like, kind of likewise for D- Disney Plus, you're never gonna see wrestling on Disney Plus uh, unless it's bundled with ESPN Plus or something um like on the on the same interface so what other players are left here then um paramount i mean they are such a long history of wrestling yes what's paramount's biggest cable network uh it would that would probably is it mtv i guess so yeah yeah wrestling's not going on mtv in, in the 2020s i don't think um there's always the Paramount Network, which is where Yellowstone lives, which is the biggest hit in scripted programming right now on linear TV. Um, that the Paramount, the Paramount used to be called what? The Paramount Cable Network. Used My, to be no, no. The oh, Cable Network. Spike TV, sorry. It used to be Spike TV. Before that, it was TNN. Uh, so that's where Raw used to live. Uh, not inconceivable that wrestling could be on that network. Um, right. ECW, I don't think...
3: Raw, and Spike TV were all in that that network That's i mean right. and uh, right. tna i'm sorry we're all in that network right right um wrestling on cbs broadcast i, d- I doubt it
2: i doubt it <laughs> um but it's on fox who, who would have thought that you know several years ago um so warner brothers discovery obviously going to have interest in in maintaining retaining AEW. um we know that AEW had discussions with showtime uh I was aware of that and uh, Kevin Sullivan, the, uh, not, not the taskmaster, but Kevin Sullivan, the, uh, the producer who recently retired, right? Um, has said that publicly that there were discussions between AEW and Showtime when it, it seemed that Turner was maybe running cold on the rights, which they ended up buying, obviously. Um, so Showtime would be a big step down because of the number of homes that it's in. It's only in like half the cable homes. Uh, It's a pretty good branded network, but to go from TNT slash TBS to Showtime, that would be a pretty significant step down in terms of reach. And you would have a lot fewer people watching AEW and that would hinder AEW's growth as a, as a company. Um, Maybe here's a really wild idea. Let's let's, this is the real fantasy booking. What if, what if, go, this is your dream. What if Fox flipped. What if Fox said, "I don't know about this SmackDown." A little bit, little bit disappointed in this, and then they they signed up for AEW. Um, doubt that's going to happen, but that's not impossible.
3: Doubt that's going to happen. Um, and would they put AEW on Fox or not, or just put it on FS1? FS1. Yeah, yeah. And when we saw, we've seen the
2: difference in in viewership when SmackDown is on Fox versus when it's on FS1. Uh, the, the viewership falls more than in a half you know smackdown will do over 2 million viewers uh it looks like in the last two weeks it's done under 2 million viewers just under but it's it's done like a million viewers sometimes less than that on fs1 just to, to give you an idea you're, you're in the same umbrella but just by being on on fs1 which is in a lot of homes i don't i don't know off the top of my head but i think it's in nearly all of the cable homes mm. uh it, it the viewership Dropped dramatic, dr- dramatically for the most watched wrestling show, uh, in the U.S., just when it changed to FS1 from Fox. Um, so there's that. Who's gonna, who else is gonna bid for this, this AEW though? Other than Warner, Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, maybe Viacom. And again, the, the this is the biggest, the biggest factor. Besides all this other stuff we've talked about up to this point about, oh my God, is it gonna be live sports or is it gonna be scripted? Um, is, is the issue around the Battle of the Belts, is that showing that uh, the, the network uh, is needed by AW more than AW needs the network? Um, I just said the same thing twice. You, you know what I mean? Is, who, who, who needs who more? Um, the biggest factor is, is there gonna be another serious bidder for this? And I don't know. There isn't an obvious one to me. I guess Viacom makes the most sense. Um, maybe Fox, but that seems less likely that they, they wouldn't just, it seems more likely to me that Fox will just renew SmackDown because SmackDown is, is a cheap program for them. It does pretty well. It's often number one uh, in, in the demo on Friday night in, in a, you know, in a week night among, among the other weekdays. Um, so I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Any of these streaming players? I don't think so. ESPN, I, I doubt it, but, but maybe, maybe there's somebody else here. I've been assured that the, you know, there, it won't be that hard to find another, Bitter, but there isn't a super obvious one to me. Now, in the case of WWE, we've got Nick hyping Amazon, maybe Amazon is interested. And again, I believe that there's going to be some sort of streaming rights dealt more likely WWE than AEW. There'll be some sort of X number of raw episodes that are on streaming or something like that, or NXT will be sold as part of this to, to Peacock. Maybe, I don't know. Um, so that's what I see happening. Uh, it, it could be more complicated than this, of course. You know, who, I, I, who would have ever seen coming that, you know, the, in, in 2018, W would sell SmackDown over here and Raw over there and get, get a lot more money because of it. Maybe maybe there's room for AEW to sell Rampage to a streaming service and to sell Dynamite to a traditional player. Lord knows. Now, AEW is solely owned by the Khan family, right?
3: Well, <laughs> I think we discussed this uh a couple weeks ago that we think that Warner may have a small stake.
2: I think, I think they do. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I, I believe that Warner media. And now I guess it's Warner brothers discovery owns a minority stake in AEW. And I don't know how that plays in. Um, if that's true. I don't know how that plays in, in terms of if I'm say icon, I don't know. Do I, do I want to bid for AEW and thus heighten the value of an asset? That's owned by one of my competitors. I don't know if that's a big deal or not. After studying all the, all the advertisers this week, <laughs> I watched a lot of commercials. Me, me and Jason O'Pursor watched a lot of commercials mm-hmm. this week in preparation for this. Um, I did see though, like, and maybe, I don't know if this was a, a local commercial or if this was actually broadcast nationally, but there's like a Paramount Plus commercial on on Dynamite, I think. So they do seem to be. It's not unreasonable for them to say advertise their their competitors' products. So. Whether that's a big deal or not, I don't really know how to read. Um, but this is the biggest factor. Don't have any great answers for you here. But I'm sure Nick Conn will get more than the incumbents interested. Uh, I, unlike you, have confidence in Nick Conn's abilities, Chris Call. Um, so there we go. Now, on to ad rates. As we know, AW is violent, gory crap. Uh, and Vince McMahon is sick of it. Blood and guts and things of that nature. Nick Khan slicing people's heads open while there's Domino's commercials. Aaron on the picture-in-picture screen.
3: You mean Nick um, Gage, we, not Nick Conn slicing people up? <laughs> 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 I do want to see is Nick Gage with the pe- – or Nick Conn with the pizza cutter. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Nick, Nick,
2: Nick, Nick Conn cuts, cuts people in other ways. No, he doesn't. <laughs> visit band does. Um, anyway, we know that in the Toronto Star, W W laid it out explicitly. If you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women on the December 31st event on Rampage on TNT, it quickly becomes clear that these are different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, but in today's world, we don't believe that that type of dangerous and brutal display, quite frankly, I'm interjecting here. Uh, we don't think that that kind of display is good for, for networks, for sponsors, for venues, for children, and quite frankly, for the general public as a whole. So W is trying to paint, AEW is violent, it certainly is more violent than than WWE is um is that an issue for advertisers who's going to tell you um now on the other hand i could look at some things that WWE's done and, and say i don't know do advertisers love it when jeff hardy throws urine in the face of sheamus that happened on smackdown not that long ago in in this in this term like less than a year ago right um so th- I, I don't think uh WWE is is like this high high-minded brand either um in large part because of the kind of comedy and gross out humor that they do sometimes maybe that matters maybe it doesn't um but with with some help from jason um we went through all we watched all of the ads and wrote down what they were have you looked at the slide yet go have you had a chance yes uh,
3: i'm looking at it yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna t- tell you I'm not, I'm not gonna go over every brand that had a a um the commercial people watching on YouTube can can see on the screen what we've got right now is every brand that had a commercial on Raw this week this past week and every commercial that had an ad on Dynamite on TBS um, Now now there's more in the case of raw just because raw's three hours, so there's more ad space there. Dynamite's only two hours do as you look at this list of advertisers do, do does either set the raw side or the dynamite side do, does either set of advertisers look? more expensive to you look look like oh these advertisers maybe are, are paying higher ad rates who's got the better better set of
3: advertisers on a, on a quantity adjusted basis i mean just from the naked eye they look pretty comparable i think say. so yeah there's a there's a lot of i have an opinion about this there's a lot of um
2: advertisers that are on both in fact um I always like to like watch tv shows and, and and then think about the advertisements and be like what kind of person are they imagining i am based on the advertisements that they are being placed during this commercial um if you're watching wrestling either program now because again a lot of the same ads you're you're vaping a lot which you shouldn't you're you're driving under the influence you're texting while driving um you're you love pizza you've got a lot of people vying for, for your pizza dollar here every pizza brand under the sun is advertised during raw pizza domino's papa john's something called marco's little caesar's um you're a big fan of fast food uh including taco bell every yum brand under the sun is on raw um but here here's why i think raw is charging higher ad rates obviously it has a larger demo audience but uh but but look at toyota it's, car, it's a car commercial. On, there's a couple of car commercials on Raw. Um, no car commercials on Dynamite, at least this episode. I don't know if there has been in the past. Um, in terms of uh, expensive products, there's a lot of jewelry commercials on both, right? Jared is, is buying ads on both. K Jewelers is buying ads on Raw also, not on Dynamite, though. Um, so, yeah. I was surprised that there were NBA playoff ads on Raw. Yeah when nbc Unif- maybe it was a, just a sling commercial but um when when nbc universal does not have nba and is competing with the nba as as it was airing
3: um interesting though um i, I not- think you're you're burying the lead here you know everyone What's talks that? about cody rhodes jumping from a wwe but look at this look at these comparisons dominoes yes. solely on wwe programming in this comparison the yes. big jump
2: yeah did, did Domino's stop advertising with them because of Nick Gage? Nice. Um, but Pizza Hut Domino yeah, everybody. Uh does 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 Dynamite have any pizza spots? They have they have Marcos Pizza, which I've yeah. never heard of until now. Um, yeah. Cricket cricket wireless on both. Uh it's no worth noting too that WE has a couple ads, including the Cricket Wireless commercial, including a DoorDash commercial that includes WE talent. I imagine W is able to charge a Or I don't know, NBC Universal is able to charge a premium because that or you know that that's that's working out to somebody's benefit there. Uh that's making W happy and or their their network happy. Um there's that. Um advertisers appear to be more valuable, my my read, uh, with Raw than with Dynamite. We did this for SmackDown and for Rampage 2. Um, I think it's largely the same story. Um, right? Every Mars brand under the sun. Snickers, Kit Kat, Twix, a lot of Mars brands. Uh we do get a T Mobile um here too, in addition to cricket Wireless. Uh but th- I, th- I think there's not a lot more to say here. A lot of consumer products, of course. There's a Honda and a Hyundai commercial on SmackDown and a Jeep commercial. So car commercials. Again, no car commercials to speak of uh on AEW programming. That tells me, you know, that that the W ad rates uh even besides the difference in viewership is probably greater. Um, so there's that. And we can talk about the, the, the factor that I call synergy in terms of do does RAW, does Dynamite serve as, as a good lead-in for other programming? They seem to be about even. Um, Rose to the Top wasn't this huge hit. Uh, it's, it's not like Dynamite served all these viewers up to, to the NHL Yet on the other hand, if I look at the last two hours of Raw and compare it to, to what the, the two hours of Dynamite delivered to, in, on the occasions where we do have showbiz data to tell us what, what was on after these wrestling programs, it's pretty comparable in terms of the audience that they're able to retain. Um, but we do see you know all, all these different brands, like um, let's talk about W first, in terms of look at how WWE is is able to maybe kind of work together with its business partners, with its TV partners. Peacock you, you it's good to have raw on USA network when you're trying to drive Peacock subscribers to make people watch W content and pay for W content on Peacock. I think at this point, NXT is a supplemental program. Also you, you get more people to, you get to put ads on raw to say, Hey, look, what's going to be on NXT the next night. Triple H used to try out this line about how, Oh, it's good to be on Tuesday because raw is the, the, the following, you know, the previous day and you really get people. I don't know about that. I mean, if anything NXT NXT viewership is obviously fallen, but anyway, uh you had sasha banks show up on the nbc broadcast of the daytona 500 that was on nbc right am i getting that right or is that fox straight up with steve austin was on after after raw it's no coincidence uh miss and missus did really well in ratings in its most recent season with raw as its leading uh w evil has aired after Raw and has aired after nxt in recent weeks
3: this is probably a deeper question and probably something we could ponder weeks f- forward but WWE does a very good job at cross marketing their superstars. Even on like, you know, we talk about this network, but like I was watching the NFL draft on Friday night, the second and third round, and Baron Corbin, Titus O'Neil, and Miz were all there doing picks for for their teams. And like I I it's something that just AEW doesn't really do. Right. I think part part of this I was just gonna kind of jokingly
2: say, but you don't see like uh Adam Page showing up on, on NBA games, do you? Um I no. think part of that is WWE has cultivated a really strong relationship with its networks. Right. Um, and, and part of that just has to do with WWE has had more time to do so. Uh, and they've been a longer, there's been a brand that has existed longer and the company has had more time to develop these relationships and make these things happen would, would be my guess. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Um, maybe someday things like that happen for AEW. Um, in the case of of, uh, of of Warner Media, we have seen, though, things like Jericho show up on Foodies. And uh, Rose to the Top was a show on TNT. You see Rosario Dawson show up on, on Dynamite. Snoop Dogg jumping off the top rope. Cody Rhodes, former AEW superstar, showing up on and, and being a regular, right? Regular cast member on the Go Big Show. Ah, maybe meaningful that he's no longer with AEW. What does the network think of that? Mm. I don't know. Um... And we saw, uh, the, you know, a strong AW presence on the first upfront after uh, AW joined Turner. So there's that. C- certainly, I think we're identifying W has a stronger relationship with its networks than uh, AW does at this point in terms of what the, the wrestling company is getting out of it. Um, so volume. Let's talk about volume. How much content am I giving you as a content provider? Uh, in these most recent deals that we're talking about, and I think these are good deals to compare wrestling to. Why? We're not talking about the NFL, which is way up on the food chain. We're not talking about the NBA, which is next, next in line. We're not talking about the MLB. Um, we're talking about Premier League, which does similar ratings. Actually, wrestling does better. We're talking about the NHL. Wrestling does better ratings in the demo anyway than, than these, these, uh, these, these sports do. Premier League dealt so I, this is this is kind of an estimate on my part, I should say, but I, I took the, the number of games that they're selling to these networks, and I just multiplied them by by the average duration that I saw in the in the Showba's data. So we're talking about eight hundred and fifty hours of annual content for Premier League, which is vastly more than any of these other peers that we're looking at here. Uh, just over three hundred hours of content for each NHL deal with Disney with Warner Media, and then about half that for Raw, one hundred fifty nine. Same for Warner Media's uh, deal with AEW, three hours of weekly content. You think about that, like RAW in terms of hours, obviously, right? It's just it's three hours of RAW a week, two hours of, of Dynamite and and Rampage, so the same, uh, virtually the same. SmackDown, one hundred and six hours a week because it's only a two hour program, so that's the quantity that we should be keeping that in mind because that's uh, that comes out to, if nothing else, ad space, right? So. Next, we, I want to think about. Or we talk about the value. How much are these programs worth on an average annual basis? Now, and I want to talk about you know how much content is happening here. So, if we just divide one by the other, uh, what is the the price per unit? And we've got a wonderful picture here. What, what store is this, skull I mean, the, that's definitely Wegman's. What's Wegman's for for those uh, who don't know?
3: It is a uh, grocery store chain. I would say it's like not as high end as like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts, but like above your, your Costco's and your Publix and cops and, you know. So
2: when you go into the produce section, we know that bananas are whatever, 49 cents a pound iceberg lettuce is a dollar 79 a pound or whatever. Right. Uh, so that's kind of how I want to think about this is what is the value of these entities of these properties per hour? And if we break it down, uh, by, by average annual value divided by, by time, by the number of hours that you're providing and and on a, uh, a per unit per hour basis, SmackDown is the most valuable of all these peers. Almost $2 per hour is what we're getting out of SmackDown in terms of what they're being paid raw dollar and two thirds, a dollar 67 dollar 67 for raw. The second most valuable property. And then we get uh NHL it's deal with Disney twenty six, NHL, let's deal with Warner Media, $73, 73 cents, I should say, 73 cents, Premier League, because they're selling so much of it. NBCU's really buying in bulk here, gets, gets Premier League for just 53 cents an hour. And then at, that's exactly half that, right? Just about exactly half that, 28 cents per hour. Yes, that's Dynamite and Rampage combined, 28 cents per hour, you go to the produce section. You want to pick up some some AEW. It's only twenty eight cents per hour. So AEW is the cheapest property here. Not a surprise, given given what we've talked about so far. Um, this this is just the point that I'm trying to make earlier, right? That part of the reason why I I think the NHL ESPN deal is so much more valuable than the Warner Media NHL deal. Not just that it's the A package rather than the B package, but you're paying you're going to pay me more because you're going to put me on ESPN Plus. Because you're going to reduce my reach. Why is the Premier League NBCU deal uh, worth so much? Partly it's because I'm giving you so much content. But partly it's because you're going to put a lot of my games on Peacock, which is going to have a lower reach for me, which is part of the value that I'm getting out of this relationship. Uh, so we've also got another issue that we, we I, don't, I don't think we've ever talked about too is the uncertainty around streaming. So streaming in any whatever these... Streaming platforms are, you know, we're talking about maybe 20 million homes in the US that these streaming platforms are in. You know, we've got Peacock at like 24 million active users, monthly active users. Um, I don't, the ESPN Plus number is probably public somewhere. I don't know what it is though, but I, I imagine it's it's in the realm of 20, 30 million homes, something like that. Um, now, streaming is growing. I think, I still think streaming is growing, especially these newer businesses. Yes, uh, Netflix has reached saturation point. But these other uh, streaming platforms are still new enough businesses that they're probably still going to grow for the foreseeable future. Uh, Eventually they'll hit a saturation point too though, sure. Um, But cable um, has not only more homes, about 76 million homes, but probably declining, probably gonna continue to decline over time. Um, But the streaming platforms just are, are, are less stable, at least until somebody really bundles these up into a few services in terms of you, people are canceling their streaming service at any given point. They're canceling and trading in one service for another quite frequently. Nobody does that with cable. You're either in or you're out. You've either cut the cord and you're never coming back or you're, you've not cut the cord and you've had the cord for years. So a lot of stability um, with with cable, a lot of inconsistency maybe with streaming, another, another factor there. Um, so that, so for that reason, I want to compare these wrestling programs to probably not NHL's deal with Disney because that involves streaming. I, I believe that wrestling is going to live primarily on linear TV in the next round. Yes, there might be a streaming component to it that might really help out the extraction of, of, of more money for the wrestling companies, especially WWE. But probably we don't want to compare this to an ESPN Plus deal. Probably we don't want to compare this to a deal with Premier League that involves a lot of peacocks, it's not just peacock, it's on USA, it's on NBC too, but it, there's a lot of peacock in there. So I think we're not going to end up in a situation where most of the content for wrestling is on a streaming platform. Again, you, I could imagine Rampage being on a streaming platform, but you know, probably not going to end up in a situation where a lot of that content is on streaming. I want to talk about something that's primarily a linear deal. So we're going to talk about, we're going to focus as a comparison point, the NHL and Warner media deal, where NHL is airing on TNT. I should probably be calling it Warner Brothers Discovery at this point. You know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, And uh, at least, you know, NHL is, yeah, it's got double the, the amount of content than Raw or AEW and definitely more than double SmackDown, but it's in the same realm. We're not talking about 850 thousand hours of content a year, like premier league, we're talking about 300 compared to 150. So we're going to focus on NHL and Warner media as, as perhaps the most comparable peer in this group. Um, which I think I don't know we're going to find a more comparable sports peer for, for these wrestling programs. So now what I want to do is look at what, what let's take your TV deal and let's divide it by the watch time. And as I was, I was, uh, saying last week, every time, every hour goal that you spend in front of the TV watching SmackDown, you're not generating, but you're justifying 44 cents for, for W to be on Fox. Every hour that you spend watching Raw, 31 cents lower in part because NBC Universal is buying in bulk. They're buying three hours a week rather than two hours a week, like SmackDown. Every hour that you spend watching AEW programming. On linear, eleven cents, just eleven cents, as you know, not surprising given AEW is a much cheaper property. Um, compare that to sixty-nine cents for the more prestigious NHL on TNT. Um, now, now that's just P two plus, as it's been drilled into our heads. It's a demo that maybe matters more. Uh, it certainly generates ad fees. Nobody ever buys ads based on P two plus, based on total viewership. Buy ads based on 18 to 49 or some demo within 18 to 49, if not 18 to 49 itself. Um, and if we look at, look at um, value per 18 to 49 viewer hour, we're both still in the demo. I'm in the latter half of the demo. I believe you're in your final year of the younger half of the demo. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. yeah but no. I mean, I, I will be 35 in uh, September. So. Ju- justify, justify those ad eyeballs while you can.
2: doesn't last. Uh, NHL, because it has a smaller audience, leads this group to a dollar 77. Every, every hour that, that somebody sits on the couch watching NHL on TNT, they're justifying a dollar 77 to the NHL. Uh, it's lower for SmackDown, a dollar 30. It's lower for Premier League even because of all the bulk that they're getting from, from Premier League. Uh, 87 cents for Raw, 22 cents, a fraction of anybody else for AEW. Uh, so i'm gonna make a projection here for w first and then with with the projection i make for w we're going to extrapolate the aew tv rights value so for wb we end up with as we can see here between the comparison between smackdown and the nhl uh in in 18 and 49 viewer viewers per hour uh is a 1.3 x difference 1, 1.3 times that's for the, the demo. If we were talking about, we were focusing on total viewership, the difference would be 1.6. So let's just take yeah the median, the rounded median, 1.5 X. Boom. That sounds familiar, right? 1.5 X. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do this on purpose. I was, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. sort of had this, this idea vaguely in my head. Yeah. 1.5 X. I think Morgan Stanley has said that too, but you end up with a 1.5 X increase. We're looking at SmackDown to, because SmackDown was a simpler case. It's not, not this three hour program. Um, and then what we end up with, if we j- just just do the math, hit hit the button on the calculator, and we end up with, you know, SmackDown multiplied to this degree. People can see it on the screen, no point in, in reciting the numbers. Uh raw multiplied to that degree, 1.5x. What is that, what 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 AAV does that give us? AAV, it gives us going from $470 million average annual value for raw and SmackDown combined to t- multiply that by 1.5x. 705 million dollars in the next round of us tv rights so 705 million dollars that's uh that's nearly nearly three quarters of a billion per year just in us tv rights fees this would go into effect if i'm right this would go into effect in, in 2024 uh, it would start out significantly lower than this and then it would escalate each year averaging 705. so we know we've we've got a projection now for raw and SmackDown now using raw because raw is how many hours per week? Raw is three hours a week and dynamite and rampage combined are how many hours per week, three hours a week. So I think it's sensible to try to extrapolate, uh, raw from rampage in this case. What the hell do I mean by that? I mean, (laughs) we're going to take, um, the difference in in P2 Plus viewers per hour, it's $0.45 cents versus $0.11 cents in, in, uh, in AEW's case. What's that a difference of? That's a difference of four times. RAW, in it in its new projected case, is worth four times the value per viewer hour. That Dynamite and Rampage are combined. That's in terms of total viewership. We, if we use the demo for that metric, for that uh, difference, we end up with a 5.7x difference. So let's just take the meaning of that, 4.9x almost five times. Um, so we multiply 4.9 times, uh, the current value, which is 44 and we get 214. Uh, so again, you end up with finally about $400, $400 million per year for raw, about $300 million per year for SmackDown and just over $200 million per year for dynamite and rampage combined. Uh, and then that, you know, if we, we, put this in the context of the other properties, which have dealt their deals already and more recently in recent years, um, that puts, it still puts Premier League and it still puts NHL and Disney a little bit more valued than either, than any wrestling program, any individual wrestling program. Um, if you put Ron SmackDown together, they're, they're more valuable than these deals though. Yes. Um, and, and it still puts AEW a little bit cheaper than the NHL on Warner media, which probably makes sense to a, to a Warner brothers discovery executive, right? That the NHL, I would bet some money that the NHL is just Higher ad rates than AEW programs are. I would bet that the NHL is easier to justify to cable operators that you should pay a carriage fee that we should write a covenant in here because of the NHL versus AEW, but maybe AEW could do that too. Eventually. Um, so it, it makes sense that, that a network executive would view the NHL to be a more valuable property than wrestling. So that's where we end up, is with the NHL a little bit more valuable than AEW in this case. It's how the math works out. And uh, this is how the wrestling programs stack up. $700 million a year, hypothetically, for Raw and SmackDown. And just, I don't know, a third of that, about a third of that, is what dynamite and rampage come out to in this, uh, this hypothetical. So I, I just made a justification for a five X increase. It's not clear. Five <laughs> X increase, not three X, not four X five X. So there's that.
3: Um, we have a couple super chats. Uh, Tim B asks, would NBC allow WB to go to ESPN plus and still allow WWE to block Peacock from AEW?
2: Would M- Thank you for the super chat. Would NBC allow W to go to ESPN Plus and still allow
3: to- W to
2: block Peacock?
3: I'm assuming so if the Peacock deal is still in tail. Well,
2: the, the Peacock, we should put on the table here. The Peacock deal doesn't expire until five years from March 2021. So what's that? March 2026? So they don't perfectly align with the TV deal right the t the, the raw and, and smackdown tv deals end in september 2024 the peacock deal would not end for like a year and a half later um so there would be a a little bit of a you know the, the timing wouldn't align there um what you're saying i guess is that besides that when the when the peacock deal is up maybe wb makes a deal with espn plus for those content rights um I mean, I, I guess, I mean, we if, if what MLW alleges in its complaint is, is close to the truth, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that, uh, in, in such a scenario that, that W would not want, uh, AEW to deal with, with its partner, assuming that, you know, Raw, for instance, was still on NBC Universal. Um, I suppose they could pressure, you know, their partner to not deal with their competitor because that's, we would, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not uh, doing competitive behavior, but we don't want to be, we don't want to be associated with that, that violent, gory brand. And I don't think if that's how they phrased, it, it might not be illegal.
3: Uh, Glenn Codry, but just to uh, super chat comments, pretty much uh super chat still solely for the Wegmans mention.
2: Mm-hmm. I was at Wegmans last night. Um, just putting it, just putting it out there. I was there on
3: Wednesday mm. and then you, uh, you don't go to the one that I do though. Right. Uh, no, I go to the one on uh, Orchard Park Road in West I <laughs> Yeah, careful now, careful now.
2: You're gonna have you're gonna have uh so, some W fans, they might they might
3: wait for you there. I already had a bird thing, I don't remember. If we could tell it on there. Here, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the, you know, bird Yes, thing? let's let's just do Glenn Codrey's that uh, one more <laughs> subject. Uh, Glenn Codrey's uh, every TV exec is shaking right now at Brandon's analysis. Okay, um. So here is my my bird story. I, I, I guess anything's on the table here, Russell. So on um, Thursday morning, I saw a bird in front of my lawn that I knew wasn't supposed to be here. It was a this bird. Was
2: it was a it was a big Roman Reigns fan? I, I'm expecting where <laughs> this is going.
3: It was a yellow headed blackbird, right? And they're not supposed to be in their our region. They're supposed to be in like manitoba canada throughout like the rocky mountains and they like winter in mexico and they go a little west like california they're not supposed to be here so i put a picture of this bird in a birding group because that I, I was like hey this is supposed to be here this is cool whatever and i got I flooded where this is going with messages of people asking me what my address was so they can come and see the bird this one guy offered to give me bird seed oh trouble where seed did you post at. this on a birding group in Facebook, the 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 the, okay. the uh, Buffalo Niagara birding group, and then it was hilarious. Later that evening, I'm like mowing the lawn, and there's people literally walking down my street with like because I would not give them the address, but I gave them the street just to be nice. There's people literally walking up and down my my street with like binoculars and cameras. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Apparently, this bird's very rare, and I don't know if you ever seen the movie The Big Year, but it, people take it seriously. Wow. Okay. So, the bird is the sharing. word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you we just said it? people finding out my address. The bird people all wanted to know it this week. So, yes. Uh, so we we've
2: got all the super chats for now. Then, I think I think that's yes. all I had. Uh, did, did I don't think we had anything else to uh, to uh, pontificate about? Did we?
3: Um, there was the WWE releases uh, on Friday afternoon. Which, ironically enough, 30 day no competes. And I think that 30th day is after double or nothing. <laughs> so, but Malcolm Bivens, uh, Persia Parada, Dakota Kai, and Dexter Loomis are the biggest names out of that. Okay.
2: Yeah. N- N- Nikon, will cut them. It's all Nikon's fault, right? Is
3: that how it works? It was, uh, budget cuts. That's the, They got the standard budget cut.
2: Well, oh, look, I, I'm sure they decided that they wanted to get expenses down to a certain level and that's, you know, they've, and they've calculated that, well, maybe we don't need this many talent. Maybe we only need this many talent. And that's what they've done. Um, it's, it's been reported by, by Fightful that Dakota Kai and, and Malcolm Bivens, the former, maybe once again, Stokely Hathaway, they didn't want to be there anyway. So they were trying to get out They they at least didn't want to re re-sign. Right. So anyway, uh, anything else to add here before we uh um, plug don't, away?
3: Don't think we really missed anything
2: else. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that that the tech we're we're in a whole new world here. Our, our virtual we're in the metaverse. I think Russell is a metaverse company actually, um, as well as a media company. Um, hopefully this this stream worked out well. We went we went fairly long. I, I I feared this might go two hours, but I'm glad it didn't. Uh, hopefully the tech worked out. Give us some feedback on what you think of this. We were using StreamYard today. If you're familiar with that, uh, it, it seemed to have gone well, much better than I ha- than it has in the past when I was not using StreamYard was on my on my own rogue uh, thing. So um, we could put the slides up again. Um, so like and, and share and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a nice review on your podcast app if, if uh, you liked what we did today. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, today is May first. Did you know? Yes. If you, you might be listening to this on May 2nd. Um, this is the best time. Beginning of the month is the best time to get the most value out of a Wrestleomics subscription through Patreon, um, where I'm doing my TV ratings reports uh, nearly every day. Occasionally, I put out other other stuff, too. Uh, you also get access to the WrestleLomics viewership spreadsheet, uh, and you get access to audio of any extra podcasts that we do. We will be doing an extra podcast tomorrow. I don't know if you want to. You can, you're welcome to join in on this. Actually go, we haven't discussed this, but MJ from NJ and I will be previewing the WWE Q1 earnings call. We'll do that on YouTube, but if you want the audio only version, that's going to be, uh, uh, in the Patreon audio feed. Um, we'll be talking about that tomorrow at 6 PM Eastern. That will be live on YouTube. Um, with the earnings call coming up this Thursday. So again, that's tomorrow at 6 PM and, uh, I think that's it
3: yeah um I mean you could check me out uh Chris check out. Instagram Facebook Twitter uh, RTA pod on Twitter and Instagram and rediscovering these on Facebook we just released this past week our part three episode looks like this is going to be four to five parts of Burt Prentice uh his promotion career and we cover the end of USWA and to get a little Russell Namixy uh there was a report from Dave that the whole USWA it's a whole thing of that Lawler sold the company, but they really didn't. And this company got screwed, whatever, but that he was led on to do this by an unnamed, very powerful wrestling executive, which could okay. be Vince McMahon. <laughs> 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 so, so. Um, I guess as what I was done
2: and seeing some of the comments here in the chat. I just want to add the, like, do I, so I just, I just laid out like basically a five, five X increase for AEW which I see like Tim, Timby B saying, that'll be a game changer. Um, the biggest factor about whether it's that more than that, less than that are, are going to be the bidders. I hope we, we made that clear enough. Um, but I can get to that based on the math, right? I can get to that based on the viewership. So anyway, uh, I guess that's all for for now. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not as pessimistic as, or, or as cautious as, as like Dave is about what's happening here. Um, yeah, I think AWS. You know, I, I think there, there's there's different leadership here, right? And that, but uh, Brett White is still there. I think I think things are gonna be fine. Um,
3: they're not getting canceled. I hear all this stuff on the social media. There, there's no way they're getting canceled. Yeah. Maybe there's less things that less of a partnership, less collaboration. But I don't think they're getting canceled.
2: And, and if there truly are other interested uh, bidders, then it'll you know it matters less. Uh, what what, what Discovery Warner Warner Brothers wants. So anyway, that's all for today. Um, Thanks for listening and for tuning in. We'll uh, talk to you next
1: time. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership